Hey everybody, welcome back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Liberty Supply. So I don't know if you guys have ordered from Liberty Supply. I do. We get a lot of stuff from there. Liberty Supply is family owned and operated. And when you call, you talk to Sam. So if you call Liberty Supply's number, you talk directly to Sam. Sam is one of the owners. You can't do that very much anywhere else on, on a scale like that. So uh, I'm very appreciative to have Sam when I call. So we use everything. Well, not everything, but a lot from Liberty Supply. Um, this year we use spray tips from Liberty Supply. Uh, we got our broom heads from Liberty Supply. They, we got some um, pour pots from Liberty Supply. Crack squeegees, pretty much whatever we need when it comes to um, products as far as equipment, hand tools, all that good stuff, the spray tips, everything. So um, Liberty Supply, when we need something, we usually call over and Sam will have it ready in a short amount of time. That number to call them at is 800-397-9907. And Sam's probably going to answer if you're calling within business hours. And he'll get you taken care of. You can also go to libertysupply.biz. Check them out there, and uh, you'll be good to go. The podcast is also brought to you by Stencil Plus. Stencil Plus is making moves. Uh, Jeff and the team and Neil at the team, those guys are not only making moves, but they're making some pretty funny uh, videos and social media stuff too as well. Uh, we got every stencil we ordered this summer came from Stencil Plus. Never had an issue. It was here really quick. We recently used one on a project that I needed custom made a certain speed limit, like the slow ones, the elongated ones, and my length that I recommended uh, that I wanted it done. They were like, no, you need it, you need it done this way. And uh, upon their recommendation, of course, I said, yes, of course. And it's it worked out great. It would have looked ridiculous if I would have done it, which um, – I'm grateful for that those guys have the knowledge and uh, know what to do. But besides that, um, we got a lettering kit, a number kit, I believe as well. So very excited for those guys. Obviously stencil plus you can find them on their stencilplus.com, of course. And then on social media at stencil plus, you guys are going to have a riot. Um, we love having stencil plus on board and very excited to keep them on board because um, it's worked out great. And, I'm hoping to get Jeff from Stencil Plus on the podcast. So message him, guys. Tell him he needs to get on the podcast. We are also brought to you by the 800 Pavement Network. 1-800-BLACKTOP. Got it on my shirt. Got it on my trucks. That's ours in the 608 1-800-BLACKTOP. Not only 1-800-BLACKTOP, but also 1-800-STRIPING as well. Um, it's worked out great for us this year as far as branding goes. We're getting near the end of the year, and people are associating 1-800-BLACKTOP with Wiscoat which has been great. I know a lot of our contacts still come through the phone. It's a lot easier to remember than our regular number. I can tell you that. So I'm grateful that we have that and been able to put it to use. I would recommend it as a contractor that you think about getting one of these numbers. Um, they have over 200 contractors doing over $1 billion in sales within the network. The network itself, I've seen emails and stuff come through about um, insurances, health insurances, workman's comp. We had um, another, I did a Zoom meeting, I believe, about deals on Chevy trucks. So there's all kinds of stuff within the network, not just, hey, here's a number and brand it. There's been lots of tools and different things that we've been able to be part of and take advantage of as contractors. So when you get your number, all the calls go directly to you. 
There's no middleman. There's none of that stuff like that or whatever. So, I mean, but besides the account work that comes through as a contractor and um, all the meetings and different things you get to go to, there's also advantages in health insurance and breaks on different materials and products and trucks and different things like that. So you can find them on Instagram at Pavement Network, 800 Pavement Network, or you can go to 800pavement.com and find them as well. is also brought to you by Pavement Soft. Pavement Soft, the way paving pros do business. So their mission is to help business owners build their businesses the right way while improving their quality of life. I got a chance to look at this software. It has some pretty cool stuff on it. You definitely should pop over to pavementsoft.com and look because it has things as like a CRM, uh, measuring tools, uh, proposals, scheduling for you and your guys, your crew, work orders, uh, cost tracking, invoices, everything. So the, that was kind of the main feature while I was taking a peek at it was the fact that whatever I change uh, on the schedule or anything like that, my crew leads can also have the app right in their hand, program right in their hand, and it helps them out as well. So like I said, take a peek, go over to paymentsoft.com, take a look, and uh, we're glad to have them as a sponsor of the podcast. I get asked a lot about our Rye 30 crack sealant melter. It's been a game changer for us. RhinoWorks designs and manufactures portable crack sealing equipment, and they're the first in our industry to do it with an internal burner. The products they make melt rubber faster, they use less fuel, and they nearly eliminate flameouts. And I can vouch for all those points. They're a proud company, and they take pride in the products being built on the contractor feedback. I gave them feedback. They used it, honestly, truthfully. They're on social media, so you can check them out, and they will interact with us as contractors. The safety, reliability, and production increases are enough that anybody should check them out if they're looking to upgrade or replace a unit. The units are easy to use. You can check them out at rhinoworks.com. That's R-Y-N-O-W-O-R-X.com. Or you can check out a video of Lee and I at the RhinoWorks booth checking out the Elite this year at National Pavement Expo on the Blacktop Banter YouTube channel. All right, let's get going with the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Blacktop Banter, and this is episode 43. So we're moving along. And the winter has been good. I've had nothing to do but make podcasts. So it's working out pretty good. Uh, the weather's still freezing and it looks like it's going to break maybe here in three months. So things are really positive. It's looking great, guys. So we got a, a first time kind of thing here on the podcast today. I've had multiple guests, but they've always been in one location when I've had the guests on. And uh, this time we got two guests, two separate parts of the country. And uh, usually... If you go to any of the seminars or anything like that, you see these two guys together. So here we go. I got both of them putting the pressure on me today. And um, we got Craig Granroth and we have Steve Brainy. Both of these guys, solid guys. Um, I'm going to let Craig introduce himself first. You just tell us where you're at, the business and everything. Pretend like I don't know you, Steve, and you're introducing <laughs> yourself to me and really build yourself up. Yeah, not a problem. Hey, thanks a lot, Marvin. Uh, as you know, my name is Craig Granroth. I'm with ACS Asphalt Concrete Solutions. We're out of uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. 
in Minnesota. So the weather you have there in Wisconsin is the same that we have here. Might <laughs> even be a little bit colder here. Uh, you know, uh, I started the company back in 2006 after working with a couple other companies. Yep. Um, a few years ago, we had the pleasure of buying out my first employer that I ever had, who works for me now at the age of 69 years old, because he enjoys sales so much. You know, basically, we're just a, we're a full service asphalt maintenance company. Mm-hmm. And we do asphalt uh, everywhere from patching to full depth to new construction, uh, mill and overlays. Uh, we do crack sealing, seal coating. We do sub out our striping um, and we do a ton of concrete work, which we sub out the majority of that. Cool. Um, but yeah, great market. Been a lot of fun. Seen a lot of different things since 1993. Yeah, no, especially, you know, we've seen different things together. We've been in Nashville together a few times and uh, seen different things. So uh, it's very nice to have you here, man. Good to see you as always. I'm going to switch over to Steve. Steve, you can uh, give us the same rundown, man, where you're at over there. Tell us about fixed asphalt and everything. Just had to take some notes down from, from Craig there. So I got everything all chopped <laughs> down. So, uh, my name's uh, Steve Brainy. So I own uh, Brainy Paving. This is our... Uh, going on our 20th year as of April of this year, 20th year in business. Um, I've been around the industry, I just turned 46, but I've been around the industry um, since I was 12 years old. So I um, decided I would, you know, stray parking lots and seal driveways instead of mowing lawns like everybody else did and did it all through um, high school, did it through college. Um, I left college, uh, I left college early uh, took a job. I had a lot of striping experience, took a job with a uh, very large um, highway striping and traffic control company. So I worked there for about a um, uh, little over a year and uh, just decided that um, at that point, um, the, the only thing that was separating me and that was just the fact that I was getting a paycheck every week. So I decided that I want to go back into business for myself and and do it. So that's what I've been doing since April 10th of uh, 2001. And this, uh, so pretty much just like Craig, we do the whole the whole spectrum of everything. So only thing we don't do is new construction work. So we do asphalt, um, concrete, uh, preventive maintenance, pretty much uh, tire thing Craig talked about. Yeah. Um, work primarily throughout New Jersey, uh, Southern New York, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, all of Delaware and pretty much northern maryland yeah it's quite a market you got right there with all that's the thing craig out there the states are a lot smaller so you can go to a lot of different states in one shot where we are they're a little bit bigger it's hard to get into a new one yeah it's it's actually i'll tell you a funny story real quick uh so for about uh for about three years i i could almost time it on my watch in the morning that i'd be getting a call from american express um by about 8 30 so the trucks would you know they would dispatch out of south jersey and yeah. They'd be over, you can be in Pennsylvania in 10 minutes, you can be in Delaware in 10 minutes, you can be in Maryland in 30 minutes. And usually by the fourth time someone either tried to fill up gas, go into Lowe's, whatever it was, by 8.30, the cards would be shut off. So, you, you know, I'd always be in the middle of a meeting and the messages are coming through and everything like that. And you got to call America Express. And of course, you know, everybody you talk to there works in the United States. So by the time you're done repeating everything six or seven times they can understand you yeah they'd say well there was uh suspicious activity 
Well, what was the suspicious activity? <laughs> well, you know, you're, you've got five different cards. They were all used in four states in 45 minutes. I said, okay, well, grab a globe, okay? <laughs> Spin the globe around and look at where we are and see that we can get in five states in 45 minutes. And literally, it took like two hours where we threatened to like literally shut our account down because so we can't have this every morning. You're going to have to put something in our profile that the trucks are in four or five different states every day. Like you got to have to do You're something. To figure something out. Yeah. I, think they yeah, I, I could literally, I could be sitting in, you know, <laughs> getting ready to go in a meeting. I'm just sitting here looking at my phone, just waiting for the phone call to come through at 830. Yeah, you knew by that time it was going to happen. That's well, that's funny, funny that that's being said, Marvin, because... Steve and I, we've talked, we talk quite a bit and I'm like, Oh God, I got to get through North Dakota in a day and a half. And he's like, dude, it's right next to you. <laughs> you realize how big freaking North Dakota is and how boring it is. Yeah. 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 We are fortunate. We're very densely populated here. Um, so it is great to be able to get into like four or five different States in a matter of like 45. I don't really know anywhere else in the country. I think you could do that. Uh, no. with as densely populated as we are down here i don't really think there's besides maybe the four corners i, I don't know where else you could get in in four states in under 30 minutes no way i've spent some time out in new england and i just remember like when someone told me that it was an hour away i was like that ain't bad and but to them it was like oh my god we gotta go an hour and it's like oh, that's not that bad like 60 miles nothing dude stop and go traffic a nightmare and then, well, I, then I understood it food. <laughs> yeah yeah then i understood what the deal was well, steve's you stripe once in a while for therapy to get out still a little bit on sunday do, uh yeah. I, I actually do it um a lot of saturdays sundays i'll go out i mean obviously i can't do anything big right uh by myself uh but if it's um of course you know we like to donate a lot of stuff so um, any type of nonprofits, things like that, like to bring the kids out for, um, if it's something small, like, you know, 10, 20, 30 stalls, I'll go out and do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, I, I swear, I, I actually, uh, I actually enjoy, I actually enjoy striping. It is, uh, it is pretty, uh, pretty relaxing for me. So, yeah, I mean, you get a bucket, a heavy bucket, you can do it yourself. You know, that can be the other end of your chalk line or whatever. You, well, a lot of people aren't using chalk lines anymore, but that could be your chalk line or whatever. And it's, it is kind of one thing that you can do yourself that you're not going to get filthy, you know, main stuff isn't going to happen and it's still kind of nice. So I, I did most of it up until last year. My crew lead, Chris has been a great guy at, at all of a sudden he'll just be like, let me see that thing, you know, and takes over. So I need to get another one. I did get an old Graco. I don't know if we're going to get it rocking and rolling. Craig, Craig, you still get out and stripe a little bit? Yeah? No. Me? No. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I had one striping experience. Uh, we were actually striping a Lockheed Martin and uh, the main stripe. Our main guy didn't show up that day. Yep. And it was an old Kelly Cresswell. Oh, yeah. So this is a while ago. And so I'm like, well, we got to get this done. So I'm striping going away just doing you know double double parking stalls the gun wouldn't shut off on me a couple of times so instead of stopping and making a puddle yeah i just kept going yep so i had a real long line in that parking lot that's all right that's all right there's a guy i didn't want to tell you what i paid have seen that video if there was oh. youtube back then you know, i would have i would have had you send it to me and it would went viral i didn't push it because the kelly's about 300 pounds full oh, of paint yeah, i mean yeah. i've been i used to push one when i could barely get over the handlebars 
to watch him pushing that thing and keep looking behind him to see the paint that I would have paid probably a, a grand in cash for that. It's funny. I can still remember how you had to push it too, because it automatically wanted to go to the right. Yeah. So with the one hand you pushed here and the other or the vice versa to try to keep a straight line going. Yeah. You had to put more pressure on one side than the other. Yeah. Otherwise you were getting a little bit of a bow in it. I gotcha. Well, I'm guessing when it, when it stayed on, they all had quite a bit of bows going into them when it, when that gun stayed on, there's a guy, uh, Adam Golston, he's going to be on the podcast sometime does AG sports services there in Indiana. He was telling me he had a Kelly there. He's like, just move it. Just feel it. Cause I hadn't felt one before. And he's like, it's a haw. He's like, it's not something you just move around like your little Titan or your, or your 3,400 or something. He's like, that ain't how it is. And he was telling me there's a guy that still stripes in Indy that has 12 of them. And that's all he uses still is the Kelly's. And he's like, the guy won't switch. If you ever did switch, you know, he'd be, he'd hate himself because he's still rocking those 12 Kelly. Good guys in Jersey that still use them. We have a couple guys that, uh, so, I mean, I still have mine in the warehouse. Um, I just, I'm kind of sent I'm a little bit superstitious about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, I'm never getting rid of it. Um, so I have it there, but it's when guy, and it's funny, like I had a dude come in, I keep at our location down in Delaware. Yeah. So I had a guy come in uh, a couple of months ago. He was telling me, you know, he comes in for an interview. He's like, God, I've been striping my whole life. Well, what's your whole life? Oh, you know, he looked like he was in his 50s. Oh, you know, easily 35, 40 years. No problems. So he walks out in the warehouse and he uh, <laughs> sees it. And I see his head like he's just following it as he's walking. And he's just staring at it. And he goes, uh, what is that right there? I said, dude, you're joking, right? He goes, no, what is that? I said, it's a Kelly Cresswell. He goes, you paint with that? I said, hold on a second, because people from the West Coast didn't have Kellys. Most of those guys, that's always been an airless, uh, an airless market over there. Yeah. I said, you've striped on the East Coast for the last 35 years? He goes, uh, yeah. I said, all right, and you have no clue what a Kelly Crest one? No, no clue, just sitting there staring. Needless to say, I didn't hire him. So, right. you know, completely full of crap. So I, I think the 35 years was probably a little closer to maybe, you know, 35 months he'd been striping for but. <laughs> no way not knowing what that machine was that could have been that definitely could have been let's let's talk about uh what you guys teach together because i sat in on a seminar last year with you guys um that i really enjoyed so let's talk about your topic you were you were in our class last year i was in for a moment just enough to get some pictures and kind of hang on a little bit i snagged right. I that was that was the dude that put in the bad review. Yeah, I didn't, stay, hey, I didn't even stay long enough for a review. I was only in there a moment, just enough to get the book, take a picture, and bail. We got your number, Marvin. All right, fair enough. I'm making up for it now. So we uh, we taught a crack like an intro to crack ceiling class. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of fun. I was um, I sat on the uh, pavement advisory board for uh, NPE, and we were just kind of going through some classes and stuff, and. They were looking for something new, and I guess uh, one of the crackstone classes that got taught didn't get a real good review on it. So Russ was just like, uh, "Hey, why don't you uh, <laughs> teach this class?" I said, "All right, I'll you know I'll give it a whirl as long as I can bring Craig in with me." Yeah. So, you know. Cool. Well, uh, the the class before, you know, the one that you guys replaced, I sat in that class before. And, okay. there was, and there was a lot of eyebrows raised like, okay. Yeah. You know, and me, I, I was, I'm still a young pup, but I was really young pup. That was my second MPE. In the first MPE, I couldn't afford to even sit in but one class. 
the second time around when I spoke, Russ was like, you got free range, man. You can, we want you to be there, take pictures, cover whatever you want to. So I took in all the knowledge I could. And I was sitting in the class with a couple of guys I knew from uh, the groups and stuff. And I'm like, sweet, this is how I already do it. And the one guy next to me is like, dude, it's completely wrong. <laughs> this is completely wrong. So I was like, man, I'm a pro already. Like, dude, I can- like, what do you mean you're not supposed to pull the plastic off the crack filling box? Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he, he was like, when the guy said, well, get your guys some V squeegees. And I was like, we're loaded with V squeegees. We got tons of them. I'm ready I got to- one under my bed. I'm ready to rock and roll. There's one in the truck right now. Yeah. So it was just, a, it's an interesting thing. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to get a take on different perspectives on a lot of these classes. And some, you know, now I've been around long enough that different people are teaching about the same subject and it's completely different. You know, you get a good mix up, but there's some people that just knock it out of the park. And those are the ones that I want to refresh to and go back to. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting the, the way that things have changed hands a little bit and there's, we're getting some new looks and stuff, but the old adage of, contractors teaching contractors is the absolute gold for me because there's classes where they're not contractors and at MPE as well where I go in there and there's some good knowledge but it's not applicable you know it just doesn't directly apply to me or our business or anything else and your guys's class we got two contractors been in the game a long time you know and it's like all right these are the kind of people we want to learn from. So what we did got you- all good reviews? We got, I think it was all five. We got all five star. Uh, we had one person that had said to us that he gave us like a four and said that he wished there was more discussion about residential crack stealing. And, you know, in an instance like that, I wish somebody would have just reached that person would have just reached out to me after class instead of giving that bad review, because I, I could have taught you that about 15 minutes. Obviously, Craig and I had to fill 90 minutes of time. Yeah. Um, the, the residential is so easy and it's something I probably could have helped them either with videos off our own jobs or, or something. So that, I, do, only, I, do, uh, I do remember the one review saying, boy, I wish you would have gotten to more advanced crack sealing. How, how how was was intro to crack sealing. Yeah. Maybe he meant paving, you know, it's like maybe he meant repaving, I guess. You could so only- it, it was kind of fun even putting together the deal on it yeah because we had an outline of things and i'm like going steve uh i gotta ask you a really dumb question i go what's an ma10 <laughs> well that, i knew what they were and the guys that the guy that taught your guys's class beforehand said those were the cat's pajamas and i was like whoo i got an old one i'm gonna be in business doing it the right way <laughs> I've, I've never, never used one. You need those. He said, you need those for the roads and airports. Make sure you get an MA-10. I said, okay. Yeah, no, that's... Right. Uh, it's like, nah, I don't think so. I'm no, pretty I, Marvin, don't be taking stock picks from that guy either because I don't know. Why. I'm pretty sure those big ones I've seen on the expo floor, those are the ones I need. And yeah, yeah. It just, just kind of seemed like it. So, I mean, you can use it. Hey, listen, bro. When I started business, I mean, I've pushed out 1800 feet, 2000 feet with one before. It's a rough, long day, man. But I mean, now, I mean, if it's more than three, 400 feet, we set a trailer. I can't use them. My guys are better than I am and they've never touched one before. I'm just not good with it. And I don't know if there's a feel for it. And sometimes you are good and aren't. With striping, I wasn't decent with it right away. I consider myself fairly good now. Maybe I just need to use it more. But I'm so slow and it feels so inefficient compared to what I normally do that it's like, God, 
I just I'm done with this thing. I understand if it's a one man band and you're doing a parking lot, it would help quite a bit if you don't have a big unit. But I'm not really big on the MA10s. I try, but I'm not that great. But let's talk about. So, so you were talking about the guy wanting to reach out to you guys, you know, and just be like, hey, how do I do residential ceiling or whatever? Um, let's talk about the community because I know that I I feel a lot of questions, and like I said, I'm a dummy. I, I don't know or have near much as experience and some of these applications that you guys do. I imagine you guys get hit quite a bit with DMs and messages and everything else under the sun, correct? Yeah, I get people message me all the time. Uh, so I try to help anybody I can as long as it looks like it's somebody um, that's in it for the right, you know, the right reasons. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, somebody sends me, I get tons of DMs through Facebook. I'll look at their profile. I mean, if the profile doesn't fit the criteria, what I think is somebody that's looking to improve the industry, yep. that's fancy it. I, I listen, my time's worth, you know, I know what it's worth per hour and it's a lot of money. Those and, are the guys you're sending to me. Those yeah. are the guys you're sending my profile to. I knew it. Hey, this I don't mind crazy. giving them my time. I, I just want to make sure if I'm devoting that much money of my time that a, they're going to, you know, they're going to use the knowledge I'm giving them. They're going to help it. And, it's somebody that's, you know, that's out there trying to improve the industry, not just try to make a, a quick buck or, you know, do something underhanded. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the, the, the thing, you know, is you, you get a lot of people that are like, Hey, I'm looking to start this. And it's like, dude, I don't have time to tell you how to start right now. One good thing I've done is make a couple of intro videos and I'll just send the damn link. I'm like, here, man, watch this video. This is going to do you a lot better. It's like me being in two places at once. Here you go. When you're done watching that one, if you still have questions, send, tell me and I'll send you the next video, you know, until you get to where I can send you to somebody else or someplace else. But that's, that's the online community. It just is. It's weird. And once you start dipping into it and putting yourself out there, of course, people think, well, man, I can interact with this person quite a bit. And some of them take liberties to send or lure you into things that just they take completely out of context and you end up in a position where you're like, that's not even remotely the conversation or the scenario that I was in or even want to get into at all. And you, it's one of those things where you just got to be careful. And it's like, well, you're always going to be susceptible to it, especially us as, you know, you know, I luckily I've taught one class now. So I, as instructors and people putting ourselves out there to trying to say, Hey, we're knowledgeable people always use that as a little hook saying, Oh, well, you said you would help, you know, or yeah. whatever. And it's like, man, come on. And then you don't even know who's really who nowadays, yeah. you know, that's, I had, a, that's the hardest part. Yeah. That's the hardest part. I had to, I had to somebody that was just hounding in the groups and running me down for no real reason. And I ended up having to confront this profile that really wasn't even somebody that existed. Yep. You know, and it's just a, it's a pain and people will do that to bait you and lure you into things. And it just leaves, uh, it leaves you feeling like shit really, because you're like, man, I got lured in here. Somebody was just trying to get me and razz me and, and, you know, fell for it because we're in a position to where if not, somebody might say something and say, Hey, well, he said he would help, or he's this person and did this and did that. And sometimes they just want to do that. They just want to show you in a negative light either to make their self feel better or um, try to ruin some credibility. And it's like, yeah. man, we're a small industry. We're a micro industry. We're just people trying to help each other out. There's no real trying to ruin credibility or do anything. You know, we're going to all go back to work 
at our places. You're not taking our livelihood from us. You know, for what you get paid to speak, you're not going to survive. You're not going to Cabo on your speaking gig at, you know, MPE or wherever you speak, what, no matter where it is. Yeah. So for people to try to mess with that, just it's, it's beyond my mind that people. Yeah, even- we've got a lot of trolls in 14, this business and a lot of bad actors. And, you know, we got a couple, you know, wolves that are, you know, disguised in sheep's clothing as well. A lot of false yeah. prophets. So you've yep. got to you got to be real careful who you're taking advice from, because, yeah. hey, yep, like you kind of you said your point before where you want people teaching the classes that actually have real life experience because Absolutely. that's one of the things we dealt with on the you know sitting on the board is going through all the class prerequisites and it's like you look through some of them, these people they've got a you know i here's me okay with 25 plus years experience they asked me to send in a synopsis on myself i hate talking about myself i'm like three power <laughs> you know i'm like three three uh you know three sentences this is me this yep. is what i do and here's my class you have people in there that have like three pages talking about themselves. I know. It's like, and you have no industry experience. I mean, I so what, what does that say? You know, that, you know? My, mine was probably a paragraph. And it's like, and it, all it said was, I was terrible. I ran Facebook ads and now I'm middle class. Send yeah, it. Craig, Craig's was unbelievable. I had, I'm like, nope, nope, scratch <laughs> the stuff out. Just going through redacting stuff, redlining. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I had to take it all out. Well, it, you know, and you guys are right. It, it's tough. You know, I'm a part of a lot of the same groups you guys are a part of. Yep. And and, and I look at some of these conversations and, and I'm not as active as you two guys are on there. Right. And I don't know how many times I roll my eyes looking at things going, who taught you this? Yeah. Where, where, where did you see this was the right practice? Um, the manufacturers aren't telling you of any of the crack sealing products that do this. Um, the seal coating, the seal coating is the one that probably drives me up the wall. Yeah. It's that's right. Like I'm the, yeah. I'm the it's that. Everything that's wrong with the seal coating problems are very simple fixes. It's just getting the knowledge of them understanding that there's more value in doing it the correct way, which is a very simple change. And you're in good shape. For some reason, they, at the mentality in the seal coating world, when you're just starting out or you're on, you know, you're you're unknowledgeable about the way it is, they think saving a few bucks here or there is really going to help them in the long run. And really, everybody wants to be able to go back to the job that you did. You know, here we're a couple, two or three years out most of the time, seal coating, residential, even even commercial. You want to be able to walk in and walk back and be like, yeah, everything went great. You know, we want you back. And it's very simple just to do it the right way. And you're going to double your money again. That's two or three years down the line, whenever the heck it is, just doesn't make sense. They, the, the foresight, I think, of seal coating is very short-sighted versus thinking long-term. You know, they're well, thinking. It, it, that's almost like anything, even when it comes to patching, uh, you know everybody has their viewpoint on things. Um, you know, I get a lot of guys, I go out and I train them and it might be an alligated area in a parking lot. Like, Oh, we got to rip this out and replace it. This parking lot's 30 years old. The guy doesn't have money. We can mill it down two inches and do it. It's just old asshole. It's tired. It's not because we have bad subsoils or anything like that. So It, it, it's an educational thing. Uh, I don't care if you're 
going out and just doing aprons or potholes, or if you're paving roads, we have to have an integrity as a whole in the whole industry. I think, I think the, and you, and you help out a lot of people locally there too, Craig. I know you do. You know, I know people have sought after advice for you up there where you're at in the cities. So, you know, it, it, it just has to be a thing where I don't know if it's just the atmosphere, the knowledge, the community. I think as the, at, you know, as a community in the last four or five years, especially, like I said, Steve and I are big time into the social media game and, and helping educate that way. And sometimes it's just by association. They see the way it's done right. They know who's killing it. And they're like, okay, we need to step it up and we need to do it the correct way because these guys are killing it. But also on the small scale or locally, like you are, Steve, up there at the cities, people see, you know, ACS killing it. And they're like, God, those guys know how I need to do this. And I think that's the main thing is mentorship, I guess, or just teaching, you know, not so much mentorship because it's that's a whole different caliber of educating a human. But, um, you know, just knowledge and making sure the knowledge is put out there the right way, correctly, and that it's going through into the right people. So, um, you know, just one of those things, I guess. You, you time is telling and it seems like it's changing over time but i mean that's, it's, that's we get like so we don't do residential driveways paving and or seal coating yep so there's a few guys i refer work to um, yep. but i'm not going to refer it to joe bag of donuts uh seal coating right not knowing what they do uh there are certain things that I want to make sure it's a reputable company. I do like to have people that have tanks that have agitators in there that are performing to the specs of the manufacturers. Yes. And your major manufacturers, they're all very similar. Get the sealer on the ground, use the recipe they give you. Period. It, Steve, is it any harder than that? Marvin, is really it not. harder than that? Yeah. Not any harder than that. No. It's, the people try to complicate it, but it's, it's really not. Yeah. And one thing is if you're doing trial and error, you, if you can tell something is wrong, especially by the next year where we live, you know, you could tell if something went wrong or something was not performing the way that it was promised to or whatever. It's really easy to make a couple little adjustments or figure out what those adjustments were to do it the right way. So, you know, it's one of those things, I guess, as we go, um, you know, as, as we're moving on and as the industry's moving on, uh, like Steve was saying, you help out your community quite a bit, you know, especially right where you're at. We do the same thing here. I know Craig does there. It's just kind of that's the mentality of the people that started something, made it, the place around you, your community helped you make it. So you give back. That's no different than the community online. You know, it, it they didn't, we didn't make it there, but we made ourselves got there to where this is part of our industry now so we just want to give back and it's like okay this industry has been good supports my family i know it supports your guys's family it's like that's the only thing we want to do is give back there's no other motives really truthfully besides us getting to hang out and maybe go through this freaking roller coaster ride together you know but i think that that's kind of the big takeaway is that 
you guys are really good friends. I know you guys talk fairly often. And like I said, I see you hang out quite a bit. And even when we get to hang out back and forth, I know I hung out with Steve most of the time last time. I didn't get to hang out with Craig, but one night, he's a very busy guy. And that was at MPE. And it's just, that's what you want to do. I want to see you guys have success and continued success. And also you get invested beyond just wanting to see somebody's success. You guys are my friends. It's like, okay, this is one great byproduct of us hanging out and having a community and having things together. In that same sense, we really know each other better than people that are outside of the industry that aren't contractors in a sense, you know? So I think the words that you guys speak to me hold a lot more weight than words of outside, you know, people that are outside the industry in one way or another, as far as contractors go. I trust what you guys are telling me and saying, and I would trust the criticism both. I think that our industry, our community needs to understand that, that everyone's in here for each other for good. And if you are getting any criticism, it's probably the truth more than likely, unless like you were, like we were talking about, there's people trying to cut your legs out from under you just for spite. But I think as we keep going, that needs to be the same flavor going forward here because I've seen the industry change. In, five, in the last five years, I've seen the whole perspective of our industry change, especially here locally where I live, but also nationwide too. So I'm just super excited that there's groups of guys like us and our community together that's pushing all in that same direction. And, uh, you know, hopefully here coming up, we were able to keep doing that. I know this year with MPE being COVID and everything else under the sun and then no other real seminars or anything going on. Um, we weren't able to do that, but I'm hoping that that's the way it is going forward for all. Oh, I was super excited for MPE this year. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's great. So I get to see Marvin. I mean, I don't get to see Steve all the time. Yep. Uh, and with this whole COVID thing, uh, it's kind of ironic, Steve, our families have become good friends. My wife and his wife have never met but they talk to each other on the phone. It's crazy. All of a sudden, I had got a pair of sandals today. And I'm like, how did you know this name brand? All I said is, Chrissy said, these are the sandals to get for orthotics. <laughs> and they're here. I'm like, did you call Chrissy? She goes, well, of course I did. They've never met. Yeah. They must have thought this snow was white sand, is all I can think. Being spent well, I'm, had, I'm headed out of here tomorrow, so I, I can't do this anymore. I heard that. Uh, I'm ready to take a break myself as well. But it's it is it's a community. It's uh, it's the relationships. Yep. Uh, over the years that I've had, I've had relationships that have grown very close. That had to get undone. Yeah. Uh, I've had you know I have two partners. Uh, thank God for them. They push to buy equipment. I'm more conservative. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I put my boots on every day and say, okay, we got that equipment. I got to go sell more because yep. here's my nut we have to get. Yeah. And that, that's what our community does. Same thing as your partners do. When I see, when my friends are farther along than I do, I strive for that. You know, I want to get there. When I was talking to Chris the other day, Chris Tammany, that's one of the most humble, real guys that I've met in the industry and actually got a chance to sit down and talk to and pick his brain. We were done with the podcast in 30 minutes. We spent 30 minutes off camera, me asking everything like a kid in a candy store, everything that I could think that he has taken in over his time at MPE. 
And it made me want to push. And not only that, I believe that I could get to that level because I was able to talk to Chris that kind of way. And I think that that's the kind of people that need to stay in the, I don't want to say spotlight, but at the forefront. And until it's time for that to pass, the old guard is changing a little bit. Just make sure it's the right people. And that's the main thing. Don't burn a bridge or cut a string on people that aren't going to negatively impact the community. You know, it just doesn't make, doesn't make sense to me. So I'm all about all of us staying together and tight and talking and having you guys back anytime. And I know the podcast is running longer than what I said it was going to. So I want to get to some fun questions because I'm trying to do that this year. And I know both of you guys are really uptight and, and don't like to talk to anybody and don't like to have fun or anything. So I'm going to try to peel the layers off of here. Uh, I'm going to go with Craig first. You ready? Yep. Go ahead. All right. What is the favorite thing you bought last year? The favorite thing I yeah. bought. What's your favorite thing you bought last year? Oh, geez. And it can't be my drinks at dinner. That does not count. How about those wave runners I told you to get for the lake? Yep, yep. So, I bought not two. Not trying to put words in your mouth or anything, but yeah. was that a good investment or was that a good investment? Oh, it was fun. Uh, yeah. My son loved it. So, yeah, I would probably say. Yeah, that was, you know, that was a fun thing that we, that I bought last year. It was, it couldn't go anywhere, so why not stay at the lake home most of the time and enjoy it? Probably cheaper, honestly, in the long oh, run, yeah. you know, than going anywhere. Did, what lake is it? Uh, Rush Lake up in Rush City, Minnesota. Very cool. I got to the, I think I need to get back up there. I haven't been to the cities in at least a year, so I need to get up there, but man, it's two hours away, Steve. So it's all, it's dude, all. I do that. I, I, that's like my morning. If I got to go to Delaware and back, I'm like, people are going to be like, well, I got to go to Wilmington, Delaware. Then I'm going up to New York city. And they're like, okay. I'm like, yeah, three hours, three and a half hours. I'll be up there. It's no big deal. No big problem, man. Yep. Cool. All right, Steve, you're next. And uh, I, I'm really curious. I picked this one out for you because. Uh, oh, this is going to be bad. It is. No, it's not gonna be bad at all. What's your favorite gadget? My favorite gadget? Yep. Oh, maybe we should call Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. That's a good question, man. Um, I mean, I've got everything. I mean, obviously, technology-wise for work. I mean, I've got everything. What so. about new? What about new? Something that you bought? That's what I mean. Really, the gadget for work. What is something that you implemented or you bought where you're like, dang? Oh, so I'll tell you. Okay, she was saying for work. Yeah, it's a great story. Cool. So I go out and buy a hurricane blower in like March or April last year. Yep. So you know I, I put it, it's in the yard, it's in there, and they're they're expensive, man. Like, it was like I think ten or eleven G's, and yep. it's sitting in the warehouse. And I'm not down in South Jersey and Delaware. I'm only down there like once uh, once a week. I go down there, and every time I go down there, this friggin' blower is sitting in the way, not moving, just sitting there. I'm looking at the hours, no hours, anything like that. So I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I go down there on a Sunday one day, take all the walk-behind blowers and lock them into one of the tool trailers where nobody could get into. It's kind yep. of a combination lock. So they send me a message in the morning like, oh, boss, all the blowers are missing out of the truck. I said, no, 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 no. They're not missing. <laughs> They've been strategically placed somewhere. So you're going to need to take that ride on blower if you want a silk coat today. <laughs> so like, you know, I'm sitting there watching on the security camera and they're like, you know, like loitering, like nobody wants to touch it. So finally they take it out. Um, I, I go to the job they're working on in the middle of the day. 
dude. And they're like, now they're like fighting to use it. So now you get to the job and they run to use the, the ride on blower. Sure. So now the walk lines, nobody uses them. So that was probably uh, one of the, the, the best things I think I bought last year. How, how, how much of a game changer was it going from the push blowers to the ride on blower? You got, did you get a hurricane? I got I got the uh, the Billy Goat one. Did Billy, Billy Goat, Goat buy Hurricane? Yep, yep. Yeah, so it looks like a hurricane, but it's a Billy Goat. Yep. Um, it was, um, I mean, huge, man. Just from labor rides. And the only thing that's a little bit of a pain in the butt is um, you have to bring a separate trailer for it. You need an enclosed trailer. Yes. To bring it around in. Um, so this year what I'm building is an actual prep trailer, an enclosed trailer. It yep. has all the barricades in it. It'll have the Billy goat. It'll have an MA 10 for if there's only 300 feet of cracks on the job, things like that. It'll be in there. So it was a little bit of a pain in the butt because, you know, you got to tow an extra trailer there. And then like, I came back one Friday and it wasn't in the yard, the trailer. Right. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, where's the, where's the ride on blower? They're like, Oh, it's, it's down in Atlantic city. I'm like, okay like the drug capital of south jersey it's in atlantic <laughs> city right now They're like yeah like we didn't want to make i said no 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 go down and get the blower and the trailer mm-hmm. right now it's not there like but it's behind a gate i'm like and crackheads don't climb gates i mean <laughs> go get the blower right now and bring it back to the yard yeah that's rough uh the boys at pickett's paving i was up there in their shop and they had one and they're about and and there's not one really close unless you want to unless i was to buy one because they're just not used around here very much yeah but I seen they had one and Leonard was like, dude, use it whenever you want to try it out. And I was like, I'm taking you up on that next year. You better believe it. I'm going to buy a second one this year. Cause it, it really is. It really is good. I mean, for what's out there for efficiency. I imagine you, if you buy a second one, you're, they'll, they'll have their own trailer, you know, and you'll yeah, just, it's, you'll, it's just because uh, there's going to be um, the steel clinkers are split up. It'll be between two. So instead of going back and forth uh, for like the larger jobs, I'll just keep it there. Cause I mean, even at 10, 11, 12,000 hours, I know it sounds like a lot of money, but if you look at um, efficiency wise of it, I, I think it was definitely a good investment. All right. I like it. That's a good gadget too. Yeah. That's a big old gadget, yeah. but Hey, sometimes those are the best ones. All it's right. Like line drivers, line drivers, same way, dude. Had it sat in the warehouse for five years. I bought it. Yep. Sat in the warehouse for five years and we had to stripe a road that was like three miles long in our industrial park. Yep. So I'm like, dude, no one, this machine's not getting hand pushed. Like, oh, we got this. I don't care. Figure out how to use it. And uh, now, like, if they got to stripe, like, three parking stalls, they use the line driver. Like, it, it gets used nonstop now. Cool. That's, I think that's, that's something that you just got to bite off. And before, I was more like Craig was talking where he's more conservative. And even us, us being small scale, to, like, go ahead and get a Duramax and then, you know, buy something even bigger and then get the enclosed trailer for the line striper. I was like, man, nervous as shit. Now, dude, I don't care. Like, dude, we're going to make our money back easy. We need this for efficiency. You realize, like I said, just being by around everybody that has this equipment, efficiency is where the money's at. It honestly, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We got two last things. Words of advice in closing. So I'm going to hand it back to Craig. Craig, advice you started acs you guys did from scratch you ran it out of your house i remember you telling me that yeah all right words of advice you give one piece of advice to the younger you the young craig a younger me yeah and you can't say less whiskey because that's not allowed on this podcast no i i I learned that before that (laughs) 
you know, the, the advice is tough because of just learning over the years. There's so many different things I would tell myself. Uh, the best advice I can get is listen to the older people out there. Listen yeah. to the people you work for. Uh, the two gentlemen I worked for before, and I'm going to mention their names here. Yeah, go ahead, man. We Mike Wiggins from Quality Seal. He fired me. <laughs> and then I went work for Jim Bebo at ACI Asphalt. Yep. He fired me. I learned a great deal from both of those guys. I give, you know, and they both have been very, very successful. And I just want to say, I thank them, but I learned a ton from each one of them. Yep. Uh, but the biggest thing that I give advice to anybody getting in this business, know your cost and cost every project you do. Every project you do. Yep. I don't care if it's a simple sub out job, you cost it. Because if you don't know your costs, that's the biggest way that you're not going to be in the business very long next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, Chris Tammany said, somebody, I'm going to charge down to the last paperclip. Said somebody's going to have to pay for it and it ain't going to be me. I was like, all right, man. He's like, I, he's like, I can't stress out enough. All right, Steve, your turn. If you could give yourself advice, you're closing in on 20 years in the business. You're there. So what I would tell as the new guys is I think one of the most important things about this business is, is forming alliances with your, uh, with your competitors, uh, friendly competitors, guys that are in um, the same business as you are. Um, contracting businesses are the same. I mean, you could say a roofing guys, guys, but in the end, what happens is you, if you have an alliance with somebody that's equally minded as you, yep. when stuff goes wrong throughout the day, I mean, I've got alliances with probably outside uh, probably about five of my close competitors here and then guys throughout the country people call me all the time with problems it's great to have an alliance with somebody when you have an issue because i tell people all the time joking around like dude there is nothing i don't care what you did there is nothing you're dealing with right now that i have not dealt with i've made hundreds of thousands of dollars of mistakes in 20 years so if i can save you any money by helping you do something but it's, it's obviously very important to align yourself with somebody that shares the same values you have, has integrity. Um, I was aligned um, with a guy when I first got started. Both of us were the same age. Um, his business, he had started a couple of years before me. I kind of really helped him. Once I started helping him do some stuff, he, he started going up. But I was climbing two, three times faster than he was we were best friends. And then, you know, you get to a certain point where you're making a lot more money and the resentment comes in. And I finally just had a kind of like cut ties because it just became almost like a a tie. You couldn't even tell him anything because, you know, I I used to be excited to tell him something like, Oh, I just did this or I bought this or this. You couldn't say it because instead of me, like when Craig calls him and says, I just bought a $400,000 mill and I'm like, I'm proud of you. He yeah. would say, Oh, it must be nice to have 400 grand. Like it. Yeah. Spike. So you got to be careful, like who you're aligning with, but I, having friends in this industry, there's nothing that can understate the importance of it because it's just nice to be able to talk to other people that have the same thing that are in there. And, you know, the companies grow together and everybody's, you know, growing at the same time. And then when you get to a certain level, like Craig and I are, I, I think you're obligated at that point to help other people, because in all honesty, you know, 
in I know in my instance, I didn't get to where I was without help from other people. Right. And I, I feel that, you know, it's now my obligation to to like pay that forward to uh, help other people. Beautiful. Yeah, it this is our trade. This is our trade. So it's like, well, we want to give back to our trade. You don't want it to die and you don't want it to be you don't want to see it when you're done. You don't want to see it being done incorrectly or see it go down the rails because it's it's provided great for us. Very good. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. We're going to have to do it again sometime together or separately. We'll throw somebody else in here. I'll bring somebody that way. It's even scaled next time. I'll bring somebody next time. Find the guy that gave us the bad review. We, we want to talk. We want him on the show. So. All right. I'll start weeding it out. I've been pretty good at weeding out trolls, man. So that would be great. Find all our haters. Oh, well. yeah, Invite our head. Do you all see right. this monitor behind me? This is like a 36 inch monitor. <laughs> if it was people I got a beef with, you would need four of these, like, like uh, you know, when you go into like layers and the windows are on the side. So, fair enough. We'll work on, we'll just work on Craig's. We'll just, do Craig's. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. That was it. Great. Thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. Glad you guys were on here. Uh, really, thanks for coming. I really thank you. It. Dude, no worries. No worries. Glad to have you both. All right. That's it for Blacktop Banter. I'm going to add patch it this time. So we want you to seal it, pave it, stripe it, patch it, and kill it. Peace. <sighs> Hear that? That's Ray's energy. So we've been drinking Ray's Energy here around the podcast for about a month and a half, maybe or so, and uh, love it and love the flavors, all the flavors. That one I just cracked was Sour Gummy Worms. If you go to repsports.com, you can put in an order there for Ray's Energy drinks. They also do all kinds of other stuff um, like uh, sleep. You know, they have a powder you can put in your drink at night to go to sleep with different flavors. I think we did cinnamon roll and sour gummy worms on that one too. They were both good. And then we did, I did use a pre-workout from Reps, Rep 2 as well. I think it was called Ice or whatever. So they have all this other stuff too. But we really like to raise energy. The energy drinks that are in the can and then the powder form too that you just mix in with water um, on the go kind of powder. But they have all kinds of flavors, sour gummy worms. Apollo, which is a red, white, and blue kind of themed one. Uh, Phantom Freeze, which is kind of like white energy drinks if you drink those kinds. Um, and Baja Lime, which is my favorite one. So um, they're all there. Like I said, you can check them out uh, on Instagram at Raise Energy or at Rep Sports. You'll find them there. And then at repsports.com or in the shop or anywhere when you go to put in a promo code, if you put in Blacktop Banter right in the promo code spot or whatever, you're going to get 15% off of your order. So hop over there, check them out. We love it. And uh, thanks for supporting the podcast.